Welcome to the Backwards Infect at Twitter and Gmail under that same name. I have just one question for you. How soon is now? All right, here we are. I had my second dream with you in it um, within the last two weeks here. And I thought it was interesting because the second time I wasn't 100% sure it was you. And I was real specifically getting you confused with uh, my son, Mason. But it kind of spawned some interesting questions when I was trying to pinpoint, like, was that you or was that Mason? And those questions go kind of deep because it's, it's actually like what, when you're doing this inner work and then you look at somebody else, what do they represent? Like, it's just how I relate to you and how you relate to me. And in this specific relationship, I think one of the hallmarks is trust. And then there's the depth and we both know we're walking the path. And that trust enables me to take in your observations very close to the level that I would be able to take in my own observations. And that's weird because that's what like your children do to you too. Cause your children, like they don't, you're not interested in, um, you are interested in pointing them in the right direction, but when they have a true observation of something, like you know it, you you notice it, and like you you don't second guess them. You just trust that they're sending you one of the, their true observations. But I think that's where things get confused when you're trying to relate to people on, in the dream world, and it kind of begs the question: like, what are we to each other? It's almost like if we all start out or it all comes from God, and then you have this infinite fractal separation out that gets really, really small in faraway points of view. And then I turn around and look at God, and you turn around and look at God. But from where we're looking, we can see things just a little bit differently. Perspective in the... But it seems like that's world, all that relation is. It's a different experience for me because I, the, there's been a couple of times where I could say that I, I knew it was you, but in a, in a vivid dream, when you're not consciously aware of what's going on and you're in a dream, I don't necessarily know it's you because I don't know what's being used or... It's kind of like the thought streams going across your mind's eye. Um, you know, there might be a face of someone come across the screen in my mind's eye, but I don't know what's behind the face because in that in that realm, it's hard to trust if an individual is actually an individual other than the only thing I can speak to as far as experience wise is that when I had the sense of real, uh, you know, like Gene Hart talks about when it's like, Oh, it's so real, even realer than the 3d, then your confidence level is high. Like when I saw you there, it was, it was obvious who I was dealing with. It was obvious, but in, I guess dream world where still dealing with the subconscious I can't say a hundred percent that I would, that I see people that I actually know that it's you or the other people that in my life, 
Yeah, I can't say that with a hundred percent confidence. I think it is. It looks and appears that way. Um, but I can't say it with confidence because I know I'm asleep in that. And I know there's like a lot of stuff going on in that realm to get your attention as well. So if I'm asleep there, it's just as though you're meditating, what rabbit hole am I, have I gone down? It does apply to the physical because why would that be different than in the physical sleep? So even though I think I'm talking everything to you a just said person, also applies if to someone's the asleep, you know, their subconscious is, is driving that boat. So the physical is even more deceiving because it's like three dimensional. Wow. I'm actually physically looking at a person, but it may not be that person, that person's essence. That's, driving that boat. Yeah, because when you're when you're doing the meditative work and the whole point is you're slowly dropping all of your conditioning that you recognize as self. And then things get interesting when you put a relationship in there, because as I drop all of my understanding of self, and then I look at you, obviously I can relate to you as a brother. We have the history of what brothers would have, but that doesn't have anything to do with like what you are as a being yeah, or what I, I am as a being on the head. and how we're you, relating you give, to each uh, other as a, as two beings. A perfect example of like all that history is almost like none of that's going to go right with now us. We're talking to about we're awakening. We're talking about all things being on the path. And then we're talking about something that's very subtle, like we're brothers here. And even that isn't real because past this point if i look at you and i'm like oh i relate to you as kane my brother past this point it's just a a person that you're not like the real you has nothing to do with like our biological path it has nothing to do like we're both here biologically because of circumstance but it has nothing to do with your being in the astral. I can't even say in the real experiences that I had that I even saw you as that. Is that in, in those, in that real moment and be like, Oh, that's Cain, my brother and all this history come up. It was just like being, there was nothing attached to it other than the fact that, I knew you somehow, but it wasn't like, oh, this is Kane, the person I've known for the last 43 years of my life. Yes. Yeah. And right. This is Kane, the brother that I know is on the path with me right now. And then, that, so it, it looks like once you get to that, the astral or the dream realm, it's like you you have those people that there's just those beings, those relationships that are just built on that trust. Like, even if you look at, like, what our relationship is now, like, we're basically pretty much That's down to business, like, analogy. all the time. Like, I don't care about what your day was today. You don't care about my what my day was today, unless we're talking specifically what we did to grow our soul. Right? And Right. And so that's how we treat each other in the physical. 
so when it when you translate that to the dream realm it it from what i can see it follows that same that same relation and it, it's like we just pick off pick up right where we left off like we're we're just down to business like what are we doing to grow in our soul and the only thing that's interesting with that is it is when there was this confusion with Mason because with the kids and I think you get um, a really good view at this now because I know you have like a really young one and the idea is the younger they are the less conditioning they have so if you're paying attention the younger generation actually has a lot to teach you and you don't need to be awakened to understand that as a father, you can just look at your son and take just a couple minutes to realize like the times that you get really, really angry are the times that he's reminding you of you. Mm-hmm. That's when it'll get you. But if you can not take that anger in and just look at it clearly, you're like, holy crap, this is another being on my side helping me grow my soul. But And so when you find them in the dream world, it gets confusing because it's almost as if there's agents or entity or egos and then there's partners that are helping you grow your soul. But those partners, they just seem a little bit... Um, the relation doesn't have the same history that we have here. It's just somebody's on your side and basically trying to go through the same growth that you're trying to go through. Like somebody knows the path and is trying to walk it. And those relations are just interesting to me. It's like there's, um, there's a depth to those relations that they're not caught up in brother or son or father or they're not caught up in that conditioning stuff. If somebody has something to offer about a way forward, there's just that automatic trust. And yeah. Acceptance. The way you just described um, our relationship, the almost last as if you came up with it on your own, kind of a perfect way of putting it. People listening might be like, you know, trying to comprehend what that means. And, um, it's a it's a re- relationship of 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 depth that there's no other thing for us to do but to get down to business what it, it's just not it's not in the cards it doesn't once you have an awakening with someone that you've spent your whole life with and you see the you know the wake up in in the right. path forward you know, there's certain things that goes along with that relationship, but the, there's only one thing to do, and that's to keep moving forward and um, straight straight down to business. Love the way you put it there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because it it definitely was after that event. Like I even saw you, in an even more interesting light, because especially after the last podcast where you kind of illuminated something uh, to me again. So it's it's that it's that. Um, that reaction that I get that I was hiding something from myself and you need somebody to show you that. And it happened again last week, but it just, it reminds me that, uh, not to be so caught up in my own observations and path and to utilize the gifts of the beings around me 
in a more clear manner. Because especially somebody like me, I can really get caught up in understanding that I'm right. And in your case, like I'm not interested anymore about like demonstrating my superiority to you. Like it doesn't work that way anymore. But there is a mechanism of my own rightness that is definitely wired pretty hard. And so there's a lot of times where like even on the podcast, like you talk a certain way and then I talk a certain way. And then I go away feeling that I might have a better understanding than what you do. And then I have an experience like that and it just flips that whole thing on its head. And it reminds me of just like tons of conversations we've been having about dreams and astral. And I've kind of had this thing that I thought I was grasping it better than you. But now as that happens and you see it, I'm just like, I think he's been nailing it better than me all along. And And then it's just that being to being openness of just clearly hearing other people's experiences in this format and obviously still exploring your own experience but on um, it all the time i I mean there was definitely a breakthrough from the last podcast just being um having fun with the life experiences on this path of being like being the oak tree of not wavering like it's given me something special, like a long suffering gift or whatever you want to call it. Like just being that unwavering oak tree in the middle of a a place on earth where uh, there's every reason not to be an oak tree. There's every reason to go with the flow. There's every reason to. So, I mean, there's always been one goal after I first started meditating was, you know, I'm going to be um, dedicated to what the truth is, whatever that comes out of my mouth, like what, whatever, just stay true to that, just stay true to that. And it goes, I think where you have some of the breakthroughs is I don't have the intellectual straps that you did like that. When it happened for me, I was like, okay, I don't have to let that in and there's a difference but there's also a difference between me and you where i feel like your dedicate dedication and discipline could lead to helping us both progress in the astral because there's times where i feel like my discipline is not as strong as yours but i feel like you're to the point the things in your life to where you're able to harness the energy in the correct way. I feel like I could be a part of your 3d, but I, I, what I feel in my heart is that like pretty soon all the work that you're doing and pushing it as far as you're pushing it in this direction is ultimately somehow going to help me wake up in the astral. I feel like it's some kind of full circle relationship that's fixing to happen just because, I mean, I, you can say it's this or that, you know, I, I had two experiences when, you know, I wasn't even trying. So it's not like I had this, all my ducks in a row as far as like meditate. I mean, both nights that that happened, I probably just went straight to bed. Like there was no, effort other than you know a few good intentions and trying to stay conscious when i went to sleep so your work on that side seems to be like what's going to help me through you know my jump moment like i can see you're going to be like morpheus who makes the jump to the other building and i'm going to be like all right here we go Right. Yeah, that brings me to um, some 
new experience that I'm going through now. Um, it's it's not you know, a huge mystical thing, uh, but it, it's it's actually I'm failing, um, but I'm I'm failing in a very very interesting way. I'm failing in a way that I didn't think was possible, and this particular failing has excited me tremendously and it's um i i feel very encouraged and i feel uh, a, a lot of uh, enthusiasm to move forward most of my commitment recently has just been doubling down on the discipline of meditation so i mean for anybody that's struggling um i don't think there's a real quick fix to anything it's just you got to spend the time meditating. And if you're spending the time meditating and, and you're not seeing results, you probably need to be spending more time meditating. I, I think it's really kind of that simple. So I've committed to an hour um, midday uh, meditation. And that doesn't include what I'm doing when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of meditating going on uh, within the last two weeks. When we were talking last week, we were saying that um, with with the mind, how I was able to get a little caught up in the thoughts as they were coming, and I was trying to not necessarily engage the thoughts, but understand where the thoughts come from. I was putting too much effort into understanding those thoughts. We went over all this last week. But my idea was like there has to be a way where I can observe the thoughts but do it quietly. But I was saying that every time I observe the thought, it just dissipates. So I can have up to up till recently, what I would do is I would sit down and meditate. I would clear my head. If there was a thought, I would just put I'd have my awareness of the thought and the thought would just dissipate. So my meditation would just be this very, very quiet kind of seeing the back of my eyelids, maybe hearing some stuff, um, but just very, very peaceful, quiet meditation. That's where I was, but that changed recently. With, um, so back to the attention revolution where we would say focus on your breathing and eventually the breathing would give you a sign in your mind's eye and the Gnostics have a version of that as well except what they're saying is you don't need to wait for the sign to be spontaneous. They're saying you can just pick a sign. So for people like us, mm-hmm. you could, could do like a cross, any kind of anything that's meaningful to you, you can take that as your sign and just start to practice holding that in your mind's eye with your concentration. This was the secret. This is the holy trinity of meditation. In meditation, you have the projection, you have the reception, and then you have the balance of the two. So kind of by accident, what I did is I drew the tree of life. I spent about two hours drawing a detailed tree of life. I'm not an artist. I was doing it specifically to stay in a state of meditation going back to what we were saying last week about what do you do with that time at night with the family and the TVs on? I was trying to tackle that problem head on and I just started drawing during that time. So I'm in there, I'm engaged. I can kind of listen to the show, but mostly I'm just, I'm focused on this drawing. I used that for my mind's eye. And when I do I can see it very clearly, very clearly. But again, I drew the whole thing. 
So it, I'm, I'm meditating on something that I created. And I can get so detailed in my mind's eye that I can actually see my hand and I, almost as if I can draw the whole thing over again. And so that's what I've been using in my meditation. And the, the reason this was so important was three times in an hour meditation, I forgot I was meditating. So the mind's eye opens up because I have that thing and it switches. It takes me back to the dream realm. I recognize it. It was a dream I was having last night. And I'm in lotus pose. I can start to feel myself almost nod off. So I'm falling asleep. But yeah, I'm falling beautiful. asleep three I mean, times uh, in a one-hour meditation. Wow. Talking about falling um, asleep to the, the point where I don't remember no that I'm meditating. Better topic to talk about for a message than what you just uttered out of your mouth. When the medit when meditation happens and the meditator disappears, that's the ultimate goal. Um, but also honing in on your skills of the mind's eye. That's, that's one of the most difficult things for people to do. And one of the reasons why they're most susceptible to uh, compulsive behavior is because of their inability to control just the very beginner level of uh, thoughts coming across your screen. So um, that was a great bit of information. I, I can, I can see how it, um, the writing it down, especially the intricacy of that drawing that you sent me, um, uh, maybe something I can, um, put into practice too, because you're, you're always looking for something that makes your mind eye get stronger and get to the point where you're at. But I can see totally that mm -hmm. just like when you write things down, like your impressions at night before you go to sleep, they're so much more impactful. Um, for me, I'm the type of person, if I write it down, like it's imprinted. Uh, so there you go. It's imprinted. So you, you can, any, anything to make your mind's eye stay in that and hone in on that. You're just like going to the gym for your mind's eye. That's It's, it's superb work because um, if you can hold that consciousness and have the sensation of falling you're there exactly all you're waiting is just like oh i'm falling and it's that's it and that's the moment of 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 takeoff um which is extremely i mean you say it's hard to do it just takes a lot of concentration a lot of concentration. I think it only happened one time in the two experiences, but the other time it didn't happen. It was just like, bing, just spring to consciousness. But um, that one time, I know the ticket. The ticket is the sensation of falling, falling asleep. And if you're conscious during that time with that kind of mind's eye, bam, it's, you're like so all over. That's why I text you. I'm like, how long is it going to take? You're like on the edge. That's why I feel like the discipline in the areas that you are disciplined at right now, it's very, you have an advantage of, of where you're at. Um, it's crazy. I'm just, uh, I feel like there's some kind of reason that, that you're being held back. Like once that happens, it's like you don't speak English anymore. <laughs> it's like we're getting it all out here because once it happens, it's like, sorry, I can't talk to people anymore. It's over. Um, well, <laughs> well, the key word you said was concentration. And I think that's what, that's what was revealed. It's, 
it's I'm lacking in concentration, but now I know I'm lacking in concentration. And when I say that I forgot I was meditating, it's very specific. Like, I don't want to forget I'm meditating. I want to be able to hold the consciousness through that process. What you're saying, like the fall and stuff is completely correct. I I'm literally almost fell like three different times. I could, I could feel it now, instead of just working on it once at night, like today I got four in, I got four falls in today. So you're just trying to hold more and more consciousness through that fall and you're getting more and more practice doing it. But now I don't need to wait for night anymore. Now you you get yourself on a schedule and you can really start, like you said, go to the gym. You can really start getting your reps in. But the whole idea would be to be able to quietly see myself slip into that dream world. Because what you're doing is you're opening the mind's eye, but then when you don't concentrate on... So that's the projection. Remember, so it's the Holy Trinity. That's the projection. I'm doing that. I'm putting that in the mind's eye and I'm staying there. But it switches to reception. I lost my object and now I'm in dream realm. And I'm in there so hard that I don't even know I'm meditating anymore. It's just pure receiving. So the third one is the balance. The will of the projection mixed with the receiving of comprehension, divinity. You've got to be able to hold that spot. But that's that's it. There's the magic right there. And if you're doing that in a meditative state, now this frustration I keep feeling in my dream state where I'm like, man, it's it's... It's it's poking fun at me at this point. I mean, how how crazy and intense things are in my dream work in terms of, and I still don't know I'm dreaming. But now it's clear you can see it because within an hour of meditation, I have three episodes where I don't even yeah, know I'm meditating. The will, when you say the will um, and the balance, it's just concentration so is the connection my whole point was like i see the path and like use the magic very, word there's concentration very subtle thing to fall asleep and concentrate on staying conscious you're falling asleep you're physically tired and you your eyes are heavy and then you can even say to yourself well in five minutes i'm going to be asleep you can even see yeah. it coming like Oh, I know I'm going to be out in three minutes, in two minutes. And it's almost like anesthesia, like count down from 10, 9, 8. And then all of a sudden you don't hear 7, 6, 5. Like, oh, my God, I lost consciousness again. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, concentration is, is the key word. And I, I feel like you're... I feel like you have all the energy you need uh, to pull this off. Uh, I mean, that's a strange thing because I, I feel like I do too, just from the experiences. But, you know, I there's something to, you know, your sexual transmutation that seems as though you have a head start Yeah, that that part of it's very difficult to quantify. Um, I don't really know or understand, but I do know and understand how to stay disciplined. And so I just work from that point of view. And yeah, it's so weird because last night, 
I uh, really doubled down on my relaxation technique when I got into bed. And so, I mean, I did each toe individually and then I like tried to inch up my legs inch by inch. And I got to my heart after I told myself I was going to give myself like a good half hour to make it up. So, I mean, I wasn't in a rush and I got to my heart and I couldn't get past my heart because the heart was just so beautiful. It was just the circulation was, I mean, it, it just felt mystical and the heartbeat just felt mystical. And I mean, I, it wasn't real vibrational, like vibrations, like you hear some people say. It was just, I mean, it just felt like the body was developing, the astral body was developing. And I had super vivid dreams, remembered a bunch of dreams, but like I, just like what you said, like I couldn't follow the consciousness into the dream realm. I, like I, I lose do it. remember I, one of the things just, the back sensation in the day is, is so pleasant. We were doing um, that. I end up falling asleep about to a that. Week ago is the rocking back and forth, and, and asleep, um, the energy from the very tip of your chest, bam, to your back. It's like you're rocking, but you're rocking the energy. I think that had something to do with something um, mm -hmm. while I was fall, falling asleep because you get this momentum going back and forth mm -hmm. um, as you're remaining conscious as you fall mm -hmm. asleep but at this point there's it's it's clear to me that um yeah you know i'm i'm definitely in in some kind of uh stage of inactivity for growth um just because I know with no effort what happened and then, you know, I'm, I'm taking it to extremes and, and not planning anything, no effort and, you know, many different techniques. So it's clear to me that I'm in some kind of holding pattern right now for growth, uh, that I'm, I'm trying to get the message on and maybe it's just working backwards. Like, like you were from your awakening, but um, that's why at this point I'm like, maybe I'm just waiting for Kane to like come knock me in the head in the astral after, uh, you're successful. But, um, after a while you, the mind starts to say things that are outlandish, like you're crazy and, and all this stuff. And I know it's just the mind chatter, but, um, certain experiences you can have in spirituality that can never be taken away from you. And there's been about three or four in my life. There's been four. It's my the original awakening. There's been your awakening. And then those two astral experiences. Those are four things that nobody can ever take away from me as far as experience. And they'll always give me something to work towards. Um, just because of how real they were and how mystical they were. Um, but I'm 43 and I've had four. You know, I think it gets to a point where, you know, we've been listening to the Glory on podcast and it's, uh, it's got some really, really good content. I mean, it's got the best content. If you want to get down to business, like we were talking about, there's there's some places to go to just get straight down to business. And Glorian Podcast is one of those. Um, it's like specific instructions for incarnating the Christ. Like it went in detail today and just um, the incarnation of the, the choice of you know, the specific choice of like me wanting to crystallize this body this time and, and passing on the previous thousand or whatever, but making the choice that now this is the time for me that I want to crystallize. Um, and just the, 
I know I'm probably not doing it justice, and uh, there was probably some points to be made if, I, if it comes back to my memory while we're sitting here. But it's just I'm listening to it, and it's like, and again, anything that hits your heart, I mean, and resonates with you, that's kind of my key to listen for the fruits. So there's nothing there that um, I feel is is leading astray. It's so factual too like a lot of spiritual gurus it's it's almost inspirational like motivational almost type this is just like factual like i've had those experiences and this is how you do it and a b and c and that's what gets you there and uh it's it all resonates with me It's definitely a great resource. It's uh, It's been helping me tremendously in terms of, yeah, it seems to be answering my questions as I go. It's uh, it, it serves on that level too. Um, yeah, you know, with the four, you know, the four episodes, you know, I don't even know if, if I have four and... I think a lot of it is just you you find yourself like not necessarily understanding like the best way to proceed forward and then it just requires a lot of patience and that's why I'm so excited about this in particular because again like I th- I think that th- those times forgetting I'm meditating like I consider that I I, I don't want to say failure but I mean I do consider that a failure but I'm saying I'm not taking that failure to heart I'm taking that failure as like oh I'm I'm not doing that the way I'm supposed to but there's a door there I know that now there's a door there that door is related to the mind's eye holding the mind's eye open creates that same doorway. It's the same doorway that opens at night. But now it's just, you're learning how to open that doorway more and more often. And I think it's just those little things like that where you can double down on some of those concepts as they, as they enter in your life. And now at least I know how to move forward. And then that's all you can do is just long suffering keep moving forward and try patience. to be patient with it. Yeah, just it's tidbits of this and tidbits of that on the path are um they're just it it can seem like a, a long road at times, but then there's things that'll happen that are like, well, there you go. There's there's my experience that I needed. And then you know, I turn on the TV and see on the news the latest shooting and this guy looks like a normal guy. And it's like odd. Like something seems to be happening to regular people. Like something seems to be affecting like people on um, just a level of disturbing thoughts that um, would point you in the direction that, you know, people are more moving towards consciousness. And it's kind of like a, some form of squeezing it out or lashing out, but I I see this person on TV and I'm like, wow, it's, it looks like he has light in him. It's not like looking at a person of that you could say, oh, they're disturbed. This person looked perfectly fine, just shot up people in a bank. Like, I'm, 
you stay on the path, you meditate, and then you look around and it's like there's some kind of warfare going on in people's minds too. And it seems to be getting worse, like collectively worse, worse. And then you can look at the bright side and say, well, that just means we're going through a a global awakening that you're going to have these kind of like they say when you go through global warming, you're going to get worse storms than ever. So I guess that's probably a bad analogy, but you know, you're, you're going to have storms with it or, you know, the entities within are going to be squeezed um, more than ever. And when I see people on TV that look perfectly fine, Twitch is a good example. Tell me Twitch didn't have a ton of light. And all of a sudden he commits suicide. Like things aren't adding up. Yeah, I know that's one of the things that I've been understanding is like we we really don't have any idea of the repercussions of our decisions. We have none. So like a small decision, like we keep bringing up that little road rage incident, but just something very trivial and something very small and it creates so much more turmoil on the inside and these are these are desperate entities and situation that are just filled with so much emotion and discontent and they're the ones driving the thought like that. It goes back to like what I was doing with the meditation. Like I wanted to understand the thoughts better. And you reminded me last time we talked that I wasn't, I wasn't doing that correctly, but what's happening now is when you open the mind's eye, because if you just, if you sit down and meditate and you look at a thought, it just disappears. But if you open the mind's eye and go into the dream realm, what you've done now is you've gone behind the thought. You're at the source of the thought. And when you get to the source of the thought, like what's causing the suffering? What's causing those thoughts, those schizophrenic thoughts? Like when you just sit down and meditate, and you just hear them come up and they come up and they, and they're gone. They come up and they're gone. They come up. What is that one? And it's gone. And you can, you're surprised by the sporadic nature of them. What, but what, where do they come from? They come yeah, from that. Inner it's manifesting itself in the physical going through the mind's eye through the dream world, either, you know, eons or ages that's of where you reincarnations, see nothing uh, but suffering and discontent, but more so like, I think the rise of like collective ego, um, correct in this particular place, like what we're creating on the inner worlds is, I mean, just look at the suffering in this place we're at now. I mean, we, we still, we still, we're just talking about a small killing people like because of a psychotic episode, but we're still doing it like people think it's okay to like invade other countries with tanks and blow people up. And 99% of the people are innocent. Like that's all like rise of collective ego. I'm right. And you're wrong. And gosh, dang, like we have it pretty good here. So we're analyzing like one bad apple, but in other countries, it's just like, they're just, it's 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 engulfed it's engulfed like uh on the brink of like world war three like as humans 
we haven't figured out how to coexist yet in this place. And that's, that's astounding because we all think we have to have powerful weapons to protect each other. And, um, man, it's, I don't think you get past it in this 3d type physical place. Yeah, it's interesting because the uh, I think a lot is lust. I think a lot yeah. is, uh, and when you start to see lust, like in the dream worlds, like you, lust is they're very, it's very late related to anger and to wrath. I mean, they're they're all intertwined, but so it's just a doorway. But if you look at like your own lust. And I was married for 20 years. Like I have no sexual skeletons in my closet. Like there, I was never doing anything wrong. I was just having relations with my wife, like a normal person. So what is this manifestation of lust on the inside? Like it's, it's way different in there than what we think it is. Like on the inside, what you're manifesting just through enjoying your own personal sensations what you're manifesting in there is totally different than what we think it is. But if you apply that to like, like you said, the whole world, I mean, I, I thought that the first time I saw the matrix, I was like, what, what are we going to do when people can just fulfill every lustful desire they have? What are we going to do when they're able to do that? Like we're, we're right on the precipice of your lust, lustful desires being met by the machinery in ways that is not even going to compete anymore with the biological lust. It's just going to give you everything you want. And then, like you said, when you apply that to the whole world, like to what degree are we doing that now? Like if everybody is just exploring their lust, you have Tinder, you have, you know, hookup culture, you have pornography that basically just answers any desire that you could think of. I mean, that's in its state right now. And so what does that look like, though, when you apply that to like the entire world? Everybody's just moving through each day, fulfilling their desires. Like, it's just a full speed ahead. And everything that we do in terms of technology just makes us better and better at it. So we just wake up in the morning, fulfill our desires, and just keep moving in that direction. But we have no idea what is the desperate situations that are being manifest in the in the dream realm, which is... Causing you know when you're in the dream world and you causing KK says this a lot. Thoughts, you know, Dad, I've talked to people, but they don't being manifested act the like 3D. they hear me. Sounds like, yeah, that's perfect. That just means they're asleep, and if they can't, just don't think anything of it. Just move on and go do what you want to do. It's not like they're ignoring you. They just don't hear you. Literally, they don't hear you. But as you were talking, I was I was seeing in my mind's eye that people are asleep at the wheel in the dream world and in the astral. And I already know the dynamics um, of the thoughts coming across your screen. I already know there's something behind the thought. I already know something's trying to feed some kind of creature entity that's been manifested. I wonder what the level of consciousness of that creature is. Or if that creature just, you know, you have a bug and you have a light inside the house and they just go in and they just try and get closer and closer to the light, closer and closer to the light. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They just have some kind of weird attraction to the light. I wonder how much consciousness that creature has that's trying to grab your attention 
or is it just some stupid creature that just is like a bug, you know, trying to trying to get to the light through your attention? If it's Lucifer or not. <laughs> Oh, that's what. Oh, that's a good point. It does it start out as a bug? Yeah, it probably depends. Do you give it attention. Do you give it who's some type well, of consciousness? Manifesting. How much attention are you giving that entity? And then, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's how. That's yeah, the, how the takeover that consciousness happens. Consciousness is just trying to fulfill its desires as above so below that's the only that's the only thing it's conscious of is the next desire it needs yeah yeah i mean the the situation like i saw last night it's just it's this desperate situation it's i i go into this situation and there's just multiple people related to me in ways that like, I don't even understand. That's why I opened up with like that relation because like there's people that stick out there, like the ones that you trust that are like on the path, but then there's this group of zombies and they're so intense. You know, this person's with this person. They're not supposed to, I'm mad about that. And this person betrayed me and this and that. And they're all just at each other's throats. I mean, unbelievably at each other's throats it's so intense and when i go there i'm just like i am now i'm super quiet and i'm just like baffled i'm like wow you guys are so caught up in this and i have compassion for it i'm seeing everybody like you're all just caught in your karmic cycles and nobody can take a second to just be quiet and I just stay in that mode. I just look at it. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing there other than, I guess, just seeing the karmic cycle because I'm assuming most of this is happening inside of me. But it's... um, Their level of consciousness blows me away. It blows me away. And they're, they're very relatable to people around you, especially the ones that... I'm sure you can think of that are caught up in their pursuit of money or caught up in their pursuit of gluttony or sexuality or whatever it is. It's the same exact thing. And they're, they're so disturbed. It's, and then when you see it, you're like, that's the suffering that's causing those thoughts that come in and hit me rogue. Every once in a while, one of those thoughts makes it all the way to prime time Kane consciousness. Yeah, ten thirty a.m. I mean, everything that me. you're describing is one of those schmucks uh, gets through. First of all, I just want to say, yeah, it is a place like hell. Anytime you're in a place where it's all suffering and and you don't feel like people hear you, I mean, you're in a hell realm. Um, but the second thing I wanted to say is. I feel like you're ha- you're having astral experiences as yourself, as you. I think the only difference is is one there's some kind of download like your mind is not is not accepting uh, the realness of the experience and it's some kind of download from point A to point B. Um or there's either like two different levels of astral experiences, one where you're you are actually there in the observer form but your consciousness is not completely all the way in so you can't make the call to like fly away like neo um but everything you're describing like if the that type of observations in that place uh seems to me that one you're supposed to be there observing it i think you're totally right there's a ton of meaning um, the ability for you to stay calm when you're there tells me you don't have anything to do with that place. You can go to a hell realm and stay calm and observe. 
you're in your true essence. So as I I look at that whole situation, like I feel like it's an astral, but the mind is just not accepting it yet, like a true download. Yeah. I mean, this goes, but how I opened, like, it's interesting because yeah, you yeah. might be seeing it more clear than I am. I, I really don't know how to like classify it. And I, I actually spending less time even trying to classify it. Like it just is what it is. It's just the experience that I'm having. And, um, but there's two things. One it doesn't match my original experience, which I might be reaching there because uh, it'd be like saying, like, can I get back to my original state of waking up? Like in the 3D, like I haven't been able to do that. So why would I think that I'd be able to get back to the original astral state that I can remember? Maybe that's asking too much as well. I just don't really wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that in either case, whether that's 3D or the astral, I think I can get back to both. I just feel that in my heart, that, I, that those are both achievable states. And really, the only thing there is, like, it is me. I am observing. I just don't seem to understand that I'm dreaming or I don't seem to understand I'm in the astral. That's it. That's the only thing. And if I did understand that, I think that would change my perspective. And I think it would be the only, way the only more, reason I was saying uh, it is because your mind, like, helpful. I know with I, you I having a more intellectual more mind, strong background, it's so quick to downplay something that I, so quick, like on the way back, like just see your mind. <laughs> it wasn't real. It wasn't real. You never went there. Remember, well, wake up, or download. And it's like, your mind is you even said it like it's very um quick to uh toss out the idea yeah. of 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 anything but i mean you're you're remembering those perfectly and there's not going to be any denying you with the reality of of the consciousness being fully there. It's just so hard to grasp the level. If you could have different levels, like one, two, three, four, five, it's like you're all over level one. Like you're of an astral experience. Like you're, it's like all over level one. It, it seems to me because you're in that mode where you are observing a hell realm. Yeah. It, yeah. It, in that realm, like we ended up walking away and we're going to a building and I'm told in the dream realm that it's a hospital. And as I'm walking up to it, I say to myself, I wonder what this building looks like in the astral. Like that's literally the question that was on the inside. And right as I say it, the building changes. And it's more of like a medieval castle. So it's, it's literally like the manipulation of the environment, which I think means it's probably more dream realm than it is astral realm at that point. But yeah, it, it does. When, when you, when you write that down and you, you go through that experience, it's like, how does that question not alert me to the fact that I'm dreaming? But the honest observation is I didn't understand I was dreaming. I didn't know. And 
that's the, that's that last part but that's why these new meditation things that we were talking about earlier make me so excited because it's the exact same mechanism that I now got my eyes on. Like, think about it. I'm in an hour-long meditation session and I reach a state where I don't know I'm meditating. How is that possible? Yeah, that's huge for your growth because you just, that's the final piece. My consciousness transfers just a little bit and the final piece I'm is clueless that I'm meditating. It's right there. It's right there in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's just more looks at it. Now I'm going to get more looks at it and it's just reps. So that that's where my enthusiasm comes in i'm like oh my gosh i'm right there on the trail concentration concentration i know it's concentration and from there i think uh i mean that's my path forward for right now oh 